Man, guys, I just had the most scariest experience. One of the most scariest experienced ever. Just a few weeks ago, it was in the morning, 6.15 a.m. I was home alone that week. My husband wasn't home. I was sleeping cozy in my bed. I began to hear this buzzing sound. I don't know where it's coming from, but it's a sound I've never heard before. As I'm listening to the sound, I'm trying to look around the room to see where it was from. Suddenly, I felt a pressure, really heavy pressure, pushed against my chest. And I realized something was crawling up from my bed. I know for a fact it wasn't my husband. I was really scared. I started to panic and shout for help. I tried to wake up knowing this was not real. I yelled, I cursed, I tried to lift my legs and I tried to lift my fingers. This couldn't be happening. I called upon my shaman, my grandparents, grandma, grandpa, dad, mom, oh, even my husband. Just then, I was able to lift my right finger and I felt like I was able to fight up the presence on top of me. Just then, I woke up. It was very dark when I woke up. I gasped for air. I, I knew this was a dream, but waking up confirmed that it was a dream. I noticed my body position was sleeping face towards the ceiling. I sat up, realizing the strange presence has disappeared. I was so scared to do anything. I almost went back to sleep, but I knew I couldn't unless I told someone. So I called my husband. <laughs> Nay, 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 I told you, don't say too much. <laughs> I so regret saying what I said in the pilot episode because I got my first one. Oh my gosh. How does it feel? Scary as AF. <laughs> it's like one of those experiences like you just want it once in your lifetime to like experience it and then be done with it, right? Ne- never again. <laughs> I spoke too early. It's Knocking okay. wood didn't work. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> now you're done. Hopefully there's no more in the future. When you're young, you're listening to two Freddy Cats podcasts. Or Onion Chai Tuo. We're your hosts. I'm Maje. And I'm Shua. And we are two close friends and super Freddy Cats who loves to talk about supernatural and mongo stories yes and this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and we hope that you guys will enjoy this episode as much as we are going to talk about sleep paralysis thanks for tuning in so my jay have you ever experienced sleep paralysis before I have had a few uh, experiences before. So two quick ones. One was when in college, and two was like maybe a few months ago. Oh my gosh, tell me <laughs> what is going on. <laughs> so my first one was in college. I actually just moved out of my parents' place, and then I was living with an older cousin at that time. And it was the kickstart of my passion for thrifting, right? And I ended up thrifting for this vintage teddy bear, um, but you're an adult. <laughs> Why are you buying teddy bear at a thrift store? Because it's really pretty. It was in good condition. It wasn't mm-hmm. stained or anything. So oh. I bought it. and uh, Must be a reason why. It was really pretty. 
Go on. And then I, I put it at the head of my bed, and I sat it there. with. And I also, it wasn't just the teddy bear that I thrifted, right? I had other toys that were new that I bought from the store, too. And I had it all above my head, and I slept there for a few days. And then suddenly one night, I kind of like in your dreams that you were just telling earlier, I kind of was in that sitting up position. I could see my room, like a bird eye view, and also a thir- and like a first person view. And suddenly I felt this like, like hard pressure on my chest and my, my whole body was paralyzed i couldn't move and i was yelling for help for my cousin from next door oh my gosh and then my, ah. I, I could feel my fingers like tingling like i was trying to get out from the stream you know and when i got out of it i was like what the heck that was my first time having sleep paralysis when i moved out and so i was like oh my god that's crazy and so a few days goes by and then i thought that it was over and then i got sleep paralysis again and so I got really scared, and I wouldn't tell my cousin or no one. And then I came home one day, and I was, like, super exhausted. And I looked at my bed, and I'm like, what if <laughs> I moved these? Yeah, y'all better think about moving that thing. <laughs> I was like, what if I move all these toys, and I put it at the foot of my bed? Would it stop the sleep paralysis, you know? Hmm. And so I moved it, and mm-hmm. it stopped. Like, it just never came back. So, so you didn't experience sleep paralysis after that? Nope. N- not during the time that I lived in that apartment. I never did. Again. Dang. Oh, well, okay. But you know what? That made me think about growing up. My mom always told me like a long superstition to don't put anything by your headboard or like the, where you're, the area where you're sleeping because mm-hmm. it's bad for you. It gives you bad dreams. So maybe that's why you experienced that. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only... Remember the specific experiences because the teddy bear was such a unique aspect of the story. And I don't know about your parents, but my parents always tell me, don't go thrifting because you're going to bring crazy shit into your life. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. And, and, you know, like my parents were like, like the biggest hypocrite. They would go to the store mm-hmm. and they'd come back home with all these like old knives. They're like, oh, these are still good knives. We can use this, you know. I'm like, but you just told me not to go to the thrift. Wait, I just want to say we don't want to call our parents hypocrites, but they do do that for real. <laughs> At that time, I loved collecting fingerings yeah. and cool, cool stuff. Would so. you mind telling us in detail what fingering you got? Um, I had a lot of mermaids and elephants, so and I love collecting those, so it was cool. Okay, and so, Asian fingerings. So what did you buy specifically from the thrift store that Clothes. gives you these dreams? No, it's well, just teddy bear. It's just teddy bear. What color was the teddy bear? looks like white with floral prints like small prints on it and, and it flowers a... are bad no flowers are bad what are you talking about? <laughs> oh my god if i find okay i took a picture of it a long time ago i will share it on our facebook page okay we will share it and after you listen to the podcast go see if it looks scary uh, we'll, we'll do a poll we'll do a poll okay okay <laughs> let I us like know this. let us know if it's scary if you will pick up like, <laughs> their store or not <laughs> i haven't seen it but for sure i might not just saying ahead of it's time. It's pretty. Okay. Wait, let, let me go we'll vote. Look, we'll vote in there. We'll let the audience yeah. vote for this. Let okay. us know. Anyways, my second story, to make it really quick, uh, we went to, I went to a recent uh, one-day retreat, and we went to this yoga valley, right? There was promises that the place is not haunted. <laughs> promises, guys. Promises. And, and I was sharing a room with three other ladies. When Right before we went to sleep, the two girls were, like, scaring each other already. And so I'm like, do not say any word, because if you say it, I'm going to, like, already see things already. <laughs> I'm going to go crazy. And they're like, oh, no, like, we're not going to talk about it. So I slept. And then that morning, I heard them wrestling, getting ready to go cook breakfast, because they were the two cooks to volunteer for the event. In the middle, they're like, as they're leaving, and I'm, like, going back to sleep, I hear, like, a phone ringing, right? 
and it's not an actual phone. It's just me dreaming about a phone ringing on my left ear,、mm. and so I was like, okay, I guess I'll answer it. So I I answered it. I'm like, hello, and then there was no sound. It was just like dead quiet. I'm like, hello, and I was just thinking to myself, like, who the hell just calls and not say anything, right? Oh, <laughs> that then, is freaky. And then, <laughs> and then I like I don't remember ending the phone call, but、yeah. then like. The friend that was next to me,、mm-hmm. somehow she was suddenly like standing next to me on my right side, on the on my bed side. Like she was like whispering in my ear, like, "Hey, did you hear? I feel the lady say last night that they experienced like paralysis." I was like, "What the heck?" And suddenly I felt this pressure on my chest, and I was just, I was just thinking to myself, "Hell no, not today!" Oh my god, that can't be happening! Like not today, <laughs> not right now. I got shit to do, you know. So I was, I was yelling at it. I was cursing at it. Like get out of the way! Like I don't need this. And I'm like trying to move my fingers like as much as I can. And then、mm-hmm. I suddenly feel my toe. Like I could start to wiggle it. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting out of this. I'm getting out of this. And I could start to feel the pressure like going deeper and deeper. I'm like, what the hell? Just get off me, you know?、Mm-hmm. And then finally, I kind of like grasp for air, and it, everything was released. And I'm like, that was freaking scary, because for the fact that. My friend who was sleeping next to me was telling me on my right side of my ear, saying that a few ladies got sleep paralysis, you know, and I experienced that like within that like five minute gap. It's freaking crazy. That is so scary. I'm getting like goosebumps now. <laughs> my hair is standing up.、I'm、oh like, my god! This is why I don't like people talking. <laughs> I love people talking about ghost stuff, but not in like in in a a new environment because I get really paranoid or I was just really tired or I don't know. But. That's freaking crazy. I don't know. I don't know what the reason was that you had that experience, but I'm scared for you. <laughs> And thank goodness you're not there anymore.、Oh. That that was like my most recent like sleep paralysis experience. But then for you, before we we were gonna start this episode. We were doing a lot of research, and you didn't say you have any sleep paralysis. <laughs> I lied. <laughs> and so you decided to kind of talk to your dad more about sleep paralysis, and then suddenly it turned into him telling about his story. So why don't you share that story with us? Yeah, so my dad's story is quite interesting. It's not too long, but、um, he shared with me that he used to experience sleep paralysis way before he had his first child or even being married to my first mom. My dad shared that this one day、um, he was out going to court these young ladies back in Laos,、mm-hmm. and so what happened was、so、I think it was around like probably six, seven, or five, right when it was about to get dark.、Mm-hmm. He、uh, decided to walk over to the next town.、Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's quite some distance, even though、um, can you they're in, far apart. It's probably like can you like kind of tell like how far each Hmong village would be to each Hmong village, like walking distance wise. Um, I know that my dad said if he walked, probably like an hour. An hour. An hour there. That's not bad. Yeah, but it was it was dark,、mm-hmm. and so he shared with me that. This one night, he just happened to walk over to one of his girlfriend's house. <laughs> What a player! I, yeah, yeah, my dad was quite a player back in the days.、Um, so he was walking over, but on his way there, he he somehow became so exhausted and so tired. He didn't know why he felt that way, but he was just very tired. So, being the smart dad he was, he stopped <laughs> on the side of the road and slept on this tree log that he found. Wait, he just slept on a tree log. Yep. In the middle of nowhere. Yep. At night. Yep. Who who has the guts <laughs> to do that?、Seriously? My dad did apparently. <laughs> like who would you do that? I mean, 
I don't know. Would you if sleep it was on the me log? walking in the middle of nowhere and sleeping on the log? No, I wouldn't. Like right now, in, right now in America. Like, no, who would do that? Like here you in would America? go up to a mountain and hiking like Yosemite. Oh, actually, technically, and, if it was camping, if I consider it that way, no, I would. like you had nothing, like nothing with you. Your dad had nothing with him. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> You're gonna be open to the wilderness. I don't know what could get me. The, and I'm sure he was probably like not in like. A coat and a jacket. No, oh, like for sure it's in, like, really thin layers of long clothes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, my dad was pretty brave back then. But I think back then that was considered to be very normal. Normal. So it was, like, the norm back then. So people would do that. Mm-hmm. So that's why, maybe that's why he thought it was okay to do that. But oh, it maybe was... he was so desperate to, to, to swoon <laughs> this girl. But he got really tired. And he, he decided to take a nap. Or sleep for the night. Maybe, but it was a big mistake because he shared with me that when he went to sleep, he was half tired, um, half sleepy, but Mm -hmm. still half awake. Uh, He actually encountered these two shadows that approached him in the middle of nowhere. That's why you don't sleep in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) No, but then these two shadows, um, I don't know the gender of the two shadows, Uh but they were really tall figures. Um, they approached him, and one of the shadow um, came onto him, and that was his first experience with sleep paralysis ever. Dang. My dad shared that when that happened, he couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. He really felt a really heavy pressure pressed against his chest. No matter how hard he screamed or tried to move his body, he was not able to. And he said it felt like a million years. It was very long. Oh, my gosh. Technically, it felt probably like a few seconds, but in that moment, it felt really long. And there was no one there to help him. He was by himself. And so my dad shared that after that experience, after some time, he was able to finally uh, move and break free of it. Mm-hmm. And once he did that, he still continued to walk on to go see his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. He didn't run home. No, he didn't. He didn't book it. He was He's that like... brave. He's like... <laughs> Just another day. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, whatever. I'm going to go see my friend. <laughs> yeah. And then he went. Then he came back. And then um, he went home afterwards. Uh-huh. But then after that experience, the shadow stayed with him for 10 years. 10 years? Yeah. 10 years. Oh, my God. My dad said that. Um, it, t- and during those 10 years, he got married to my first mom, had my first two uh, siblings. Mm-hmm. And then my even when my first mom passed away and my dad would be married to my mom now, mm-hmm. he still experienced it. It only went away after they moved to the United States. Mm-hmm. So I guess the shadow couldn't fly or couldn't come. <laughs> so uh, couldn't trans- the migrate himself. shadow didn't have a passport, so he couldn't <laughs> come to the United States. Yeah, so um, my dad kind of broke free from it. Mm-hmm. And so usually I ask my dad, like, what can you do in that situation right. if you get sat on or right. um, experience sleep paralysis? For 10 years. For 10 oh years. My God. And my dad said he... he didn't really share his experience with his dad. Why not? He just didn't feel the need to. Like, it wasn't important? I I mean, I'm not my dad. It wasn't important? He just didn't do it. He said he didn't share. He said he didn't need to. My dad is also a shaman as well, Mm -hmm. so I guess he knows his own stuff. I don't know. But then... (laughs) (laughs) But he said the only way to really escape from it is to have, like, a shamanistic ritual. But in order to do that, you have to sacrifice a specific type of animal. Mm -hmm. Or... Or um, if you don't do that, then the um, the thing will stay with you for what, a long time. What, do you know what kind of 
specific animal it is. I do, but maybe that's something we'll review later at the end okay. of the episode uh-huh. to share what are some um, rituals or things you can do to debunk it or okay. like, to get rid of it. So you're saying that your dad got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it took 10 years, so 10 I don't know years. if that's considered lucky. So the time and distance. Time and distance. Created this... Uh, to this being or this it yeah to slowly disappear from his life yes oh my goodness yeah it's very scary but that was my dad's experience and it was interesting because i've never asked him about this kind of stuff uh-huh. before and right. now i see it and it made me think back about those days growing up where he had like the wooden knife in his bed or the oh, chains yeah. by his bed and it kind of makes sense he was oh my goodness going through some stuff <laughs> <laughs> and me as a child sleeping next to him had no idea yeah like you never questioned it you just thought yeah. that it's a norm right? thought it was normal oh my goodness that's creepy mm-hmm. that's crazy that is oh but that was his experience i can't I even mean, imagine not <laughs> telling anyone for 10 years i'm sure my mom knew mm-hmm. but then my dad didn't really tell his parents when he was that young if if i was being slept on the moment that i knew that it's gonna be hardcore i'm gonna tell my parents I'm sure my dad, even though he said he didn't tell his parents, I'm sure at one point he did tell them. Mm-hmm. But he, there was never, like, a shaman ritual done for him. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm oh. sure at one point, even though he said that, at one point he must have told them. Well, I'm glad that it's not yeah. with your dad anymore because that would be really bad. And, oh, my goodness. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I... I <laughs> <laughs> what did, what did, wait wait to bond with your parents you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah so long gone bye felicia mm-hmm. well good thing that the spirit disappeared and there's no more ritual needed mm-hmm. and actually um the next person that you interview is actually a really good friend of ours too and in fact she is currently battling with uh sleep paralysis or in the monter that's all and she's mm-hmm. in the process of seeking for help too yeah, and that um, she shared with me, like, there's different stages in her experience as well. She's been battling sleep paralysis for about six to seven years now. Yeah. Um, and at first, she shared with me, but it's hard to pinpoint the first experience or encounter she had, mm-hmm. which she thought it, it came from two different occasions, mm-hmm. but she didn't know until later on when she met Shaman mm-hmm. and found out when it started, what happened, and how to deal with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why your, your parents is always telling, don't go outside, don't go to the wilderness, or don't do stuff like that. Just in case you don't know what you're doing, you might go into the wrong place, wrong time, and touch something, or bump into something, and then mm-hmm. it, that spirit, good or bad, will become attached to you. Yeah, and I don't know, like, getting attracted to things happens very easily, mm-hmm. especially if you're very superstitious. Well, then that's just like you're calling upon yourself. <laughs> it's like you're so paranoid that you just want it to happen, basically. Yeah. Well, people, don't don't be that paranoid. Yeah. I mean, if you are, like, I would ask you to go seek professional help or seek a shaman. But if you think too much, then, of course, things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. But if you, don't, if you don't think as much, then you'll, I think you'll be okay. Okay. Well, in this, in this friend case, why don't you tell us her story then? Right, so we have this friend who we've been friends since uh, middle school. Well, not you. I've been friends with her since middle school. Yeah, I know her since freshman in college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so her story actually began when she went on a school field trip uh, in college. And she went to an elderly home about two and two hours and 30-ish minute away. Yeah. 
Yeah, so during、um, the time she went to the elderly home, there was this building that was supposedly haunted. Wow, that's horrible. <laughs> they put elders in a haunted house? I don't know if they actually lived there, but what she did tell me was that、um, the home, if you look at it at nighttime,、mm-hmm. it looks like people standing at the window. Oh, geez. Is this like a multiple story, though, or is it just like one story? I believe it's multiple stories. Well, not like a skyscraper, but、right. enough for like a good. What a perfect、building. setup. Like a, <laughs> a tall building in the middle of the forest. <laughs> oh, it's creepy. Shipping these college students off. <laughs> Bring those college classes <laughs> <laughs> to volunteer at this haunted house. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, but technically,、um, during the second day、mm-hmm. of her stay there at this elderly home, she was actually in this room full of students. There was only one chair left. She decided to sit on that chair. Was it like、um, in a circle group or is it like a line chair looking at like one place? I believe it was a circle. They were doing like parachute,、mm. this parachute game with the elderly. So、oh, okay. when she sat down, because it was the only chair that was available, she sat down.、Mm-hmm. And when she sat down, she saw this cat, this black cat from across the room entering into the room.、Mm-hmm. And the instant she saw the cat, Uh, she, she thought to herself, what if that cat comes sh- straight at me and sits under my chair? Yeah. And that's exactly what the cat did. Oh my gosh. Scary. Like the cat approached her. And I would have put my feet up <laughs> on the chair, but like, hell no, not today,、uh, kind of thing, you know? I feel for her though, because、yeah. she said that it was the first time in her life she felt so scared.、Aww. She cried. Oh. Yeah, so she can be very tearful about what happened、mm-hmm. just because it happened exactly as she thought it would. Yeah. And it did. That's scary. Like the fact that you think about something and it happens,、mm-hmm. especially when it's something unconsciously scary, like, spooky like that, a black cat coming, coming、yeah. straight at you to sit underneath your chair. The coincidence of that happening is just、really? one in a million. It's、yeah. odd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like, Like when that happened, she started crying and the cat was removed from the room.、Mm-hmm. But this incident really scarred her for a long time. She's、mm-hmm. still scarred. She's still afraid of black cats till、oh. this day. I mean, universally, black cats are a bad omen, anyway, so,、mm-hmm. or bad superstitious. So,、mm-hmm. I, there's no given like, good points to <laughs>、yeah. black cats. But just to say, we, we, we still like cats. I mean, any cats of all size, shape. <laughs> <laughs> Um, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not to hate on black cats. But、um, when, when this happened,、um, our friend actually shared with us that her grandma, who's a shaman、mm-hmm. uh, that lives in Minnesota,、right. actually investigated this event. And she informed our friend that this event or incident was actually a sign from the bad spirits. It was because the spirits w a s transformed into the black cat to come check up on our friend. Mm-hmm. And so they were thinking this may be one of the things or events that may have contributed to her experience on sleep paralysis. So you're saying that she, she bumped into something prior、mm-hmm. to the event of having the spirit turn into a cat?、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was one way of them checking up on her.、Mm-hmm. But this is only one of the many events that she's experienced in trying to figure out what is the cause of the sleep paralysis. So, occasionally, when she first experienced sleep paralysis for the first time,、um, she 
she told her parents, and they gave her this copper bracelet. Mm-hmm. So at the edge of the copper bracelet, there's this like diamond shaped thing that looks like two snake heads. Mm-hmm. And those two snake heads are kind of believed to protect you and fight off evil spirits. So, based on her first time experiencing sleep paralysis, she would get it occasionally every one or two months. Yeah. And most days, she would dream about someone chasing her or something's way down on her body. Or she would see her mom in her dreams or try to seek her, try to ask her mom to seek a shaman for help. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. So those are pretty scary dreams. Right. Like nightmares she's experiencing. Yeah. On top of that with sleep paralysis. Just at the moment that you know that it's coming. Mm-hmm. And you are well aware, but you can't do anything to help yourself until like you're, you're like frustrated mm-hmm. and you're fighting it against it. And then you finally get out of it and you know that you're in reality and it's happening in reality. That's just crazy. That's scary. I can't imagine being in her position, having to go through that mm-hmm. multiple times, that experience. Yeah. So in that, um, she actually shared that when she does experience sleep paralysis... She hears this beeping sound continuously, and she would question herself if it's real or if it's a dream, trying to determine what her next move should be. And usually when this happened, uh, she would hear sounds of somebody stepping on a trash can, feelings of things are slowly crawling up her bed, Mm -hmm. and she would try to open her eyelids as it would feel really heavy. And, you know, that feeling of, like, something has entered the room. Right. Happens a lot. Yeah. And when that happens, she would try to fight off the heavy feeling in her chest. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes she's able to control it. But this was also um, one of the first times she experienced sleep paralysis. These are the things that she noticed. But then, and and, and talking about, like, having nightmares or a scary dream, our friend actually uh, shared one of the things that may also contribute to her having sleep paralysis is these nightmares that she has Mm -hmm. so she also had this other dream where she was at a cousin's uh backyard and they were all of them were like her mom and grandma was all there and all of a sudden there was this like thing like person um wearing a mong white white mong pants with long black hair covering its face wearing a green and pink sash slowly just fully down in the backyard of the house she tried to remember the gender but she can't remember what gender it was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the thing is when it was floating down uh sounded like she she had an urge to follow it like it was calling for her no she wanted <laughs> no, 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 dream. like it was calling for her she wanted to leave she was very determined yeah. to leave but somehow thank god shopping or good luck um she was able to tell her grandma and her aunt in the dream, mm-hmm. and they were able to stop her from wanting to go. Mm-hmm. And they were also able to convince her to talk to her dad. So mm-hmm. and it, so when they were able to tell her that in her dream, she was able to break out of the trance of, why do I want to leave with this person? I don't even know this thing that's floating from the sky. Right. And so when that happened, she was able to kind of loop back to reality that this is a dream and try to go look for her dad in the dream, but that's when she woke up. And so after she woke up, she was very scared, obviously. She told her, um, at the time, fiancé mm-hmm. about what was going on in the yeah. dream. But it wasn't until later that night she was able to tell her mom about the dream. And when she told her mom about the dream, it was interesting because her younger sister, they, they tend to have a lot of related dreams. 
But the sister also had a similar dream about the exact person that she saw. Oh my god. I was like, I just like goosebumps. It's <laughs> <laughs> weird. It's like dream inception. So what happened was the sister was actually shared that she had a dream about a person dressed in white clothes with long black hair with pink and green slash mm-hmm. of coming down from their two-story window upstairs into the living room straight to our friend. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And when that thing came down, it, it said, I want her. Mm-hmm. And try to tie a white string around her friend's hand. Oh my goodness. And when this happened, luckily, her great-grandpa and great-grandma was there to cut the string and tell that thing that we won't let you take her. Take her. And so the thing floated away and disappeared into thin air. Oh my goodness. And then the sister woke up. Oh. And the, the, the scary part was when my friend had this dream, yeah. she was in a different town. Not yeah. even in the same house as her sister. Right. She was in a different town and she traveled down to her parents' hometown and then told her mom. And the sister had the similar dream. So that's weird how that corresponded. That's scary. That is scary. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But, you know, what's also interesting about these dreams that she has is that she's always seeking for help. And her loved ones in her dreams are helping her. Mm-hmm. But it's like a continuous battle of trying to get rid of this thing or mm-hmm. whatever it is. We ha- we don't have a name for it. We don't. Yeah. And and the thing is, like, also to add into the story, after the sister said that, they they all got pretty scared. So they went to an aunt, like grandma who actually lives in the same town. Mm-hmm. And she tied a white string mm-hmm. around our friend's hand. And it's interesting because most time, I usually think of the red string. Right. But I don't know what symbolism a white string is. Maybe you're just thinking too deep into this. <laughs> yeah, probably I am. think as long as a string is blessed and mm-hmm. is tied to your wrist, I think it's blessed in any sort of way. It's okay. Mm. I don't think colors would matter unless it's for a specific look, um, occasions. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you guys know, let us know. Is there any symbolic meaning behind a white string versus a red string? Yeah, I think it would be similar. Yeah, as long yeah. as a shaman or someone who of power can mm-hmm. bless the string. Yeah, but um, adding to that, like our friend did share, since she had that experience and that dream, mm-hmm. she would continue to have nightmares every two to three months mm-hmm. about something chasing her, not having energy to get up from something that's pulling her body down. Oh my gosh. And then she would also dream about her mom and also looking for her mom in her dreams to do a shaman ritual. Wow. So those are really intense dreams that she experiences. Mm -hmm. Well, at least she can still have this acknowledgement that she is seeking for help Mm -hmm. in her dream versus like just letting it happen or mm-hmm. just giving it giving up you know like whatever yeah but but know? she hasn't she hasn't given up because it sounds like it's getting better because mm-hmm. she did also share that the sleep paralysis only comes once every four to five months now instead of every two to one to two months oh my gosh so yeah. it, it's decreasing as mm-hmm. time goes on and has been six seven years since that's so, horrible i mean <laughs> yeah that, that's unfortunate but yeah. it is getting better there mm-hmm. is still hope so adding to that, um, in the beginning of 2018, although we thought it was getting better, she did share that once she got married, it got worse. She would get more sleep paralysis symptoms. Mm-hmm. She, When that happened, she would hear sounds of the trash can moving, somebody climbing her bed, 
and it would happen consistently around 4 to 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. And that's usually the time when she's alone, mm-hmm. um, isolated in her room, when her husband goes to work. So it sounds like that's the time when the thing is targeting her. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah. I would just come and disguise as your loved ones that just left you, you know? And and that's what's scary about yeah. it because she says that since since that's the time when it would happen, sometimes she would have dreams about having sex mm-hmm. with whatever thing, like strangers or things coming at her. Mm-hmm. And at first, she she couldn't control it. Mm-hmm. And these are part of like the sleep paralysis experience she's getting, plus the nightmares. Yeah. And it happened so often that she grew to be able to control her dreams and will be able to push off that thing in her dream. Right. When it comes. That's that's scary. To me, that's scary because if it happens so often that you're able to learn to control it, it's a good thing, yet also scary experience. Well, I mean, can you, you, you have to imagine being in her shoes that she's so tired and she's frustrated and she's angry and with so much, like, like angry energy within you you have to start fighting against this thing because if you don't then you know you're giving up your soul or your energy to this thing that you don't Mm -hmm. want to give to them oh right because she did tell me that her grandma looked into this Uh and said that when that thing's coming the the part of having like the dreams and the experience of having sex with it is it's sucking out her energy like her life energy oh my gosh so um what they plan to do is to do a shamanistic ritual mm-hmm. to try to find out and investigate the problem of what's causing the sleep paralysis and why it's bothering our friend and so her grandma um had scheduled a um shamanistic ritual which may happen early next year in 2020 but we don't know exactly when yet yeah but this it was supposed to find out if they can do anything to get rid of it or also see if they could like negotiate to send out the spirit i just Um, wonder where the origin beginning started you know mm -hmm. and oftentimes elders tell tells us don't go camping don't go play at the lake or don't go out in the middle of the night come back home late Because you just don't know what you're going to bring back with you or you're going to bump into, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's just kind of, it's horrible to just be like, hey, let's go camping. And then we go camping and you just happen to be the chosen one, like bumped into something and you don't know where or how. And this thing gets mad and and chases you for the last, you know, half a decade Mm -hmm. just to make your whole life like horrible. But at the same time, it's, it's a cultural belief. Right. Yeah, it is a cultural belief, mm-hmm. but when shit happens like that and you can't explain mm-hmm. it, what do you call it? Superstitious. <laughs> Stupid ghost. Get out. <laughs> Get out of here. Paranormal activities. Paranormal activities. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And then also, um, just to add, um, her grandma actually mentioned something that I've, I've never known before, mm-hmm. but I thought it was in- interesting to mention. Uh-huh. Um, she says that if you continue to experience sleep paralysis and have dreams about having sex with a lot of people... It may mean that you're going to have difficulty having kids. Oh, that's um, horrible. I didn't know that. It will just make it difficult for you to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I never knew that, but I thought that was interesting. Hmm. Well, I mean, that's also another superstitious that in the Hmong community that we believe too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just one thing before we leave the topic of our friend, um, we just want to put it out there that they haven't seeked professional medical support for the sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. It's all based on our... Um, Hmong beliefs right and so based on what her the shaman has shared with her right i just wonder if you go into the you know 
see a doctor and you explain this whole story to them, how would they di- diagnose you, you know? Um, many, many ways. It depends. They would ask more in-depth questions mm-hmm. about, like, your sleep pattern. I believe they would ask your stress you, level. Stress level. Uh-huh. If you feel any anxiety. Just anything that's impacting you right now. Right. And I feel like it'd be good to try to just find ways to manage if you are feeling really stressed mm-hmm. out. Find ways to manage your stress, trying to figure out what's causing you to feel stressed, mm-hmm. as well as just finding like what kind of coping skills work for you to help you feel relaxed. Maybe like walking, listening to relaxing music, or watching something funny on YouTube, mm-hmm. Netflix. To distract you. <laughs> yeah, like distraction stuff. Mm-hmm. Or just having a healthy diet. Right. Or maybe sleeping at a different time. Mm-hmm. I would know, I would say personally, I when I have like really bad nightmares is when my stress level is pretty high, I would mm-hmm. say. Or when I'm internally conflicted with my own emotional, or when I my low my self esteem is the lowest. Mm. Yeah, just based on my own experience, I know that sometimes nightmares may be a reflection of what has happened in the past. Sometimes it's could be reoccurring. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, like I'm just one thinking about like trauma. Like if you experience something traumatic in the past, maybe. You may forget about it, but it could be coming back in a different form. That's maybe I don't know because I, I haven't this just this year. I just been having a lot of really weird nightmares that it's unexplainable, and I don't know if it's a reflection of my past. <laughs> See, that's why I would also recommend you to seek a therapist. <laughs> uh, if anyone, if you have a lot of problems or issues, like you feel like you need to help manage stress or things, I would advise you to seek a therapist or a mental health professional in your area or maybe a shaman you may need a shamanistic ritual to help you In our last segment of this episode, here's a few Spitfire fun facts about sleep paralysis. According to Sleep Foundation, sleep paralysis begins when your body goes through the relaxation process, but your mind is awake enough to notice that it's no longer controlling your ability to move or speak. Back in the 1980s, there were dozens of cases reported about Southeast Asian male refugees in America dying for unknown reasons in their sleep. This cessation became an inspiration for the film, A Nightmare on Elm Street in the infamous Freddy Krueger. As we mentioned before in this episode, there's quite a few monster superstitions, like don't come back home too late, or don't sleep in someone's spot who's experiencing sleep paralysis because it could jump onto you. Some of the things to cure sleep paralysis the wrong way is by having a tight omelet of a monkey holding onto your penis, which would wear off bad spirits because they're so embarrassed visually seeing that. And also by having a wooden knife that's been blessed, which you can tuck it under your pillow as well. And then another way is when you're coming home late at night, you want to walk backwards into your door so that the spirit would think that you're actually exiting out of your house. And a recap about my dad's story about the shamanistic ritual is that if you sacrifice a dog to replace the person's soul, depending on what the shaman tells the spirit, you can block the road and path so the spirit can't find the person. And in this case, it doesn't have to be a real dog. It can be a fake stuffed animal dog. 
A few ways to cure sleep paralysis the Western way is by doing self-care, changing your sleep schedule, and seeking professional help, meditating, trying not to fall asleep on your back, and exploring fears that you may have. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to us at 2 cats at gmail.com. Like and follow us on Facebook at 2 cats. And we would like to give a huge shout out to Jenna Vang and Taylor Vang for giving us permission to use their song. Please support them. The link will be in our end notes too. Stay tuned to our second episode. It will be about being charmed by a dragon. We hope that you have a wonderful day. Finish off your week strong. Stay safe. Stay inspired. Be aware. There's dot everywhere. everywhere. This is my Jay. And this is Shua. And you've been listening to Two Freddy Cats Podcast.